Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. Good morning and welcome to Fit for Life. This is Pastor Nancy and I'm just going to be talking for about 10 minutes to those of you who are at our Freedom Encounter Weekend. Good morning, honey. And Pastor Lydia is going to take over. This entire month, she's going to be teaching on prayer. So based on how we got cleaned up on Friday and Saturday, and based on where we are in history and current events, I think probably coming and learning about prayer is about the best thing we can do for an hour before church starts. The um, three points that I want to make about how to keep your victory is, number one, you heard Pastor Christine say, you know, guard your mouth. Put a guard on your mouth. Even after the Freedom Weekend, listening to people talk, we self-curse and we curse our circumstances by what falls out of our mouth. Uh, I, don't, I can't speak for men. You'll, you'll have to ask a male in your life. But at least for me, for so many years, I felt like um, it was my responsibility to share the things that were going on in my life. And God has taught me as I've matured, no, 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 you don't share those things with people, you share them with me. See, Jesus paid the price, a heavy price, for me to be able to go directly to him. So he's the one that has already paved the way, has paid the price, and he's the one that's prepared to listen to everything that that I have going on. I'm sure Pastor Lydia is going to tell you some wild and crazy stories about prayers that have been answered, but if we pray then that allows God to work. When I was younger, I always thought that, you know, there was this lightning bolt that would come down and hit any of us that were doing something wrong. And it wasn't that God was mad. It was just that there would be judgment. But as I've matured, I realized that God is just right there, right there waiting to do something. But he can only do it through us. Now, I got to tell you, Pastor Letty, I would have made another plan. I would not have depended on us, us people to get things done. But the great news is God does have his people. And if we will just pray and listen and do what he tells us to do, then he can accomplish so much in our, in our world. And all those issues that we think are, are insurmountable, that are mountains, that will never be fixed, if we learn how to pray correctly in line with God's word, they'll be fixed. The second thing is, don't look at your circumstances um, that maybe have not had your prayers answered yet, assuming that that's God's fault and get mad at God. Who's our enemy? Satan, yep. He's the one. Now, could it be that Satan would put just a thought in my mouth so that someday if I'm having a conversation with Pastor Lydia, uh, without me even thinking, it might fall through my lips and I might say something to Pastor Lydia? Yeah, I'm not demonic. I'm not demon-led. But he uses us, and if we don't control our thought life, then a lot of times things will fall out of our mouth. I have painfully said, is it true? Is it uplifting? And I can usually get what I want to say past those two. And then the next one is, is it necessary? It's like, (laughs) no, it's not necessary. In fact, I had three things to tell you today, and they didn't pass number three, Pastor Lydia, so I can't say them. So... As we are watching and putting a guard on our mouth and realizing that when people say things to us or do things, it's not them. You know, don't get mad at them. It's the devil. Now, this would never happen, but let's just say that that honey says something to me that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Now, 
Satan will use the people closest to us because he knows that they have access to our emotions. So if it doesn't line up with the word of God, because he's a godly man, then it's my job to say, Father, I don't receive any of that. Thank you. And you don't say it out loud, by the way. That doesn't work. Uh, Father, I don't, <laughs> I don't receive that. Thank you, Father, that you are pouring back into my husband the spirit of unity, the spirit of love, the spirit of peace. And I pray all of that you know, as I'm walking away, and I don't respond. Why? Because it wasn't him. And even if he is in a cranky mood, it's still not him. The spirit inside of him is pure. The spirit inside of him is godly. The spirit inside of him is crying to get out. So it's the flesh, which God will deal with with when I pray the right prayer, or his soul with something that hasn't been healed yet. Again, because some of you have just walked in, and I'm not condemning you for for tardiness because you really aren't tardy. Number one, guard your mouth. Number two, don't take offense. And in that don't take offense, it's like don't give offense either, which is it true? Is it uplifting? Is it necessary? Those are the three pieces that we need to run everything past, and that'll take care of a lot of offenses that fall out of our mouth. Um, Last thing, we need to be prayed up, which is perfect introduction for Pastor Lydia. We can't survive this world just with education, all the tips and tricks, all the books, we won't be able to make it because there's not a person in this room or listening to this CD that doesn't realize that the world has changed drastically and we need to be prayed up. We need to know who our God is and we need to know how he works. Uh, I'm not sure everybody in the room heard my story about weather, but um, I knew it was going to be a good freedom encounter as soon as the tornado watch came. And I started getting phone calls. Are we canceling? Are we canceling? No, we're not canceling. (laughs) No, we're not canceling. Pastor Lydia had prayer team that were praying every single Friday and fasting the whole month before we had this, uh, last month before we had the event. And it's like, Satan, are you so stupid that you think we can't see this? So Pastor Christine is texting me, okay, they haven't canceled our flight yet, but we are, we are delayed, we are delayed. Um, you know me, I always have margins, so I had plan B. Praise God for Mitch and Laura Ford. They were my plan B. It's like, okay, I can't pick her up, but they can be there. And they were there early, because that's who they are, and they had to wait through several delays of flights and so forth, and then Pastor Christine had wanted to go to the hotel to change her clothes. I mean, isn't that reasonable? Wouldn't you want to do that? And so she was waiting for her luggage. She'd already canceled going to the hotel. She was just going to change at the airport. Bless her heart. So she got here, and I never timed it. I don't know how long I had to sing and dance and talk before they arrived, but (laughs) Pastor Lydia, thank you for helping me with communion. Um, and then Pastor Brandon did a wonderful job. But did you see the thread that was woven? I mean, you, between what I said and then what Pastor Brandon said and then what Pastor Christine said. And it's like, okay, this is a God thing because he told me what to say because I was prayed up. He told Brandon what to say because he was prayed up. And Pastor Christine was certainly prayed up. So it all just flowed. So we don't have to worry about results. We can just know that we're going to pray and hear from God. So I was taking off to come to church because I wanted to be here early to make sure everything was set up, and it was just pouring down rain at our house. Don says, why don't you wait until the rain stops? And I said, no, it won't be raining when I get there. And he's, oh, you're such an optimist. It's like, yep, yep, I know my God, you know, I'm thinking. And if he were in a grumpy mood, I would not add, I know my God. You know, that would not be an uplifting thing if he were in a grumpy mood. But he wasn't in a grumpy mood. He was just trying to protect me. 
So I come out, and it's still raining, it's still raining, and I'm pulling in, and then all of a sudden it gets a little bit lighter and lighter and lighter, and I look around, and there are no drops falling in the puddle. It's like, thank you, Lord. So I walk in, and I take a picture, and I send it to Honey, and I said, yep, God stopped the rain for me, so my hair is going to be okay. <laughs> but when we know who our God is, when, when he knows and has relationship with us, Now, for Don, it probably wouldn't matter if it were raining. So he may pray that prayer, and God may not rearrange all the clouds in the skies because he knows it really doesn't matter that much to him. But God knows it matters to me because we have a relationship. So you have a relationship with God. You pray for what you want, what your heart's desire is, and then watch him answer those prayers. And every time that it's answered, then be grateful because God blesses a grateful heart. So... um, Just like Don and I, early in our marriage, we made the decision that we would be as polite to each other as we are to strangers. And you think, you know, that's odd. It's like, yeah, yeah. But So I thank him when he does something. He thanks me when I do something. So that kind of got me in the habit of thanking God whenever I see anything. And remember, if it's a red light when I'm in a hurry, it's like, thank you, Lord, for stopping me because you knew what was coming down the freeway and you've protected me from something. So whatever it is, whatever shows up, Even if I didn't expect it or it isn't when my plan, I'm going to thank him for it, knowing that he puts all things in order for my good. Amen? So watch your words. Don't take offense and be prayed up. And that's probably the best advice I can give you for how to keep your victory. Some of you will need to change some friends. Or at least people that you mentor might need to change some friends. If I were an alcoholic, God would probably not call me into the ministry of overcomers in the bar because God's not going to put me in a ministry where I might be tempted. Now, um, that will be between you and the Lord. No, I'm not implying anything in here, but I just wanted to use that for an example. But just know that you do have a ministry. So rather than sitting back Take a look and say, okay, Father, where do you want me to step in? And then have the courage to step in. Somebody is praying right now. And somebody here is the answer to that prayer. So all we have to do is start. When they talk about, you know, just step when you don't see what the ground is, it doesn't say run. It just says step. So let's just say that mm, I'm supposed to reach out to women that kind of sit around me in, in the sanctuary. So I might just walk up to Deb, who I don't know, but I do know her, and just say, good morning, glad you're here. And then just tarry for a minute and see if she responds. So you don't have to run. I don't have to walk up and say, I don't know who you are, but do you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior? You don't have to run. You don't have to jump. All you have to do is just put a foot out. Hi, I'm glad you're here. My name's Nancy. And then just tarry, see what God, God brings. Because that may be the very person that has been praying for something, and you're the answer to their prayer. Amen. Amen? Okay, I've got Dave Reaver coming in. So I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Lydia. So put on your seat belts, put on your crash helmets, because this lady's going to take you through some stuff. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Pastor Lydia. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Nancy. I tell you, it's um, God is a miracle-working God, and he keeps us tuned in, turned on, and and fired, and preparing us to do a whole lot of things that we don't think we can do, and uh, 
One of the ways to get that way is through prayer. And I know uh, she went through her points, and I tell you what, those points are right on because you can't get through the things that God has unless you have a relationship with him, unless you have your faith turned on, unless you have a prayer in your life. And i got to stick this in here because I use my hands a lot, and I will drop it. You won't hear me half the time because I'm moving. (laughs) But uh, today I'm starting off, and we just went through... Um, Freedom Weekend, we got things broken off, we got healed, we, our hearts got open to God, we had more of a relationship with God, more intimate with God, and now what we need to do is make sure those things stay released, make sure we stay healed, make sure the things that he restored in us stay restored, amen, and and I'm talking about my healing, and she mentioned that. I mean, really, I was bent over. I was holding on to the tables for me to even get out of my bed. My legs didn't want to work. I had to hold on to the bottom of my bed and make my way to the bathroom so I could get in the shower, hoping that the hot water would make it feel better. And I, I was like, devil, you are not going to keep me from coming Saturday after the great things that went on Friday, and I was like, no, it's not going to happen. So I (laughs) wobbled or or almost crawled into the bathroom to take a shower. Scott, he got up. He was uh, studying, so he just left me. (laughs) He was like, good morning. And and I'm like, oh, I mean, you can hear me. (laughs) He never turned around. He just went in there. But it's like, you know, it's like, okay, he knows I'm, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to do what I have to do. So I stayed in there and I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but you are not keeping me from coming. So I got in there, did the shower, prayed while I'm in the shower and um, made it to church. And I got out of my car and um, <laughs> Paula saw me. She was like, Lydia. I said, I know, just don't say anything. I said, so I'm going in there. Somebody's going to pray for me. Come on, you can pray too. And uh, so I made it in there. It was hard even stepping up on the curb to get to the door. And got in there, and I'm like, okay. Some of my prayer team was in there. I'm like, okay, pray for me. <laughs> I said, I don't know what's going on. I've never had this happen before. But So they laid hands on me and uh, prayed. And then Christine told me to sit down. And I sat down, and she told me to She uh, got my legs up, and it looked like one was a little off, shorter than the other one, so she pulled on it, and um, I'm like, okay, and uh, and then uh, she prayed prayed again, and then um, she told me to stand up, and I stood up, and I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) it was so much better, I, I could walk around, I could bend over, I'm like, thank you, God. And that's why you can see me in the front. At first, I was like, I'm going to sit in the back. <laughs> but then after that, I'm like, okay, I can go up to the front. I can stand. I can sit. I can, you know, move around. And I tried to do it again this morning. You know, I woke up early. And um, to remind Scott, he got up early because he forgot to fall back. <laughs> and I saw, I went out there and told him that. But I had to walk. I was like, oh, my gosh. I said, no, you don't, devil. <laughs> I said, I got my healing yesterday, and you are not going to try that on me again because I see you. I know who you are. I know what you're trying to do, and it won't work. And uh, so I got up, and I, you know, started getting dressed. I went and told Scott, 
fall back. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he forgot to fall back. He's, oh, yeah, I did. I forgot. So, I, But he stayed up to to do his notes and pray anyway for a Torah study. So that's what he's doing over there. But um, it was just like, he said, how are you doing? I said, I'm fine. I said, but you know what? The devil tried it again. <laughs> he said, well, we know what to do about that. I said, yes. I said, and when I first woke up at 3 o'clock and noticed that he was gone, I was like, what is, where did he go? And that's, so I just started praying. And then while I was praying, God's telling me things to do, and I had my notes all ready, and he's giving me extra stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to go back to sleep for another hour or two. <laughs> but I tell you, he, when he drops something in your spirit, you just have to pray. And you got to know when you hear that or he drops something in your mind or whatever, that you're going like, why am I thinking about that? That's the time to pray. <laughs> that's the time to pray that's the Holy Spirit telling you whatever that is now you need to open up your mouth and pray over whatever it is and if you don't know what to pray in English then you pray in your heavenly language thank God he sent the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us and who gives us the gift God dropped that gift on us so we have a heavenly language so when we don't know what to ask for when we don't know what to pray for we can pray in our heavenly language, and it's the perfect prayer, and it's from your lips to God's ear. And when I heard that when I first got saved, I'm like, I want it. I want whatever God has for me. And um, Scott and I both got saved at the same time in 1984, and he got the Holy Spirit just like that, praying in tongues. And I'm like, how did he do that? And you know his voice, you can hear him. He was like way on the other side of the sanctuary. And I hear them, and I'm on the other side, and I'm, I'm a thinker. So I'm like, they don't know what I'm going to be saying. I could be speaking French. I could be, you know, anything. <laughs> and so I'm like that, and, so I, and they're like, no, 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 you just clear your mind. I'm like, how do you even do that? I'm thinking, like, all the time. And so they were praying for me. It took so long that Lindy said, just repeat after me. And so I was listening, and I repeated after her. She said, you got it. And I'm like, I just repeated after you. <laughs> and she said, but you got it. And I'm like, okay, you said I got it, I got it. So all the way home, we drove like, I don't know, 40 minutes from where the church was in Seattle. So I'm just saying those two syllables. I get home, I'm just saying the two syllables, and Scott is just cracking up. Because he's like, you know, rolling it off his tongue. And, and I'm like, Abba, Abba, that's all I had. And so I go into the bathroom. I look in the mirror and said, she said you got it. And I said, Abba, I stood there saying that probably for 30 minutes. And finally, it just clicked. And I, and I just rolled off my tongue. I'm like, I got it for real. <laughs> but I tell you what, I never, but it was like, I am not going to leave. I am not going to stop until I get this because it's the perfect prayer and it's just like oh god i want everything you have for me and if this is going to help me get through what i need to get through then i i want it i want it so i'm calling this the basics prayer 101 because i'm starting with the basics and going on and uh i'm gonna take this a little slower than i normally am because I, if i have to go over to the next week i'm gonna do that and um, and just get us going on prayer and what prayer is all about. And prayer really is all about us.
It's, it's not about asking God for anything. It's not about the things that we need. It's about us and who we are and uh, us having a relationship and connection with our Father God. That's, that's what prayer is. We can talk to him. We can tell him anything. It's no different than us talking to our friends. It's no different than us talking to our parents or any of that, or even our children. It's just like we're just opening up to you, God. We're just asking you what's going on. Uh, you have to build a relationship, you know, and, and work at it because that's, prayer doesn't come easy because we have so many things going on in our lives that's like, okay, God, what am I going to ask you for? And it's not only about asking for things like, what the heck am I doing today? <laughs> what am I going to do today? What am I going to, like when you came to the weekend, what am I going to receive today? Am I going to receive anything? Why am I even going, God? <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, what am I expecting? Am I expecting? Should I be expecting anything? You know, and he'll drop it in your spirit. Yeah, yeah. You're going because you have this going on. You have this going on. You have this going on. And here's what I'm going to do. And he has you coming with expectancy to think, my God is going to transform me. He's going to heal me. He's going to restore whatever I think I lost, you know, and he's going to build me up. And in my most holy faith, because that's what the Bible says, he builds us up in our most holy faith. And it's like, do I really have faith? Because <laughs> sometimes you get into a circumstance and you go, I don't have the faith for that, God. <laughs> and you can say that to him. I don't have the faith for that God. You are going to be here, have to be here, and you're going to have to help me. <laughs> and, and he's always there. He never leaves us. Um, and when you do have a special relationship and you, you know, when you, you feel like there's nothing that you can't do, when you start talking to God, it's like, man, there's finally somebody I can tell everything to. Nobody will judge me. And... And you know what? I can just do anything that I set my hand to do. Anything that I feel that I need to say, I can just say it, and then I can be quiet and listen to the Holy Spirit, listen to God talking to me. I know at one point um, I lost my job, and I was like, okay, God, that was just not a job. That was my life. And then you find out your job really isn't your life. That's not who you are. <laughs> and sometimes we get so caught up in our jobs, we think that. And I was like, God, what am I going to do? And, uh, and so, you know, I was sad. I was yelling at God, and he doesn't care. <laughs> sometimes we think we have to be, oh, Father. No, I was like, what the heck happened? You know, <laughs> this, is, this is my life. It's not just a job to me. <laughs> You know, and it's like, and, and he's there to say, you know, it's okay. It's okay. You know, and, I, and then I thought about it, and I thought, what am I doing? I started being depressed. I had never been depressed a day in my life. And I had to catch, I was sitting there one day, and I didn't even notice it, that I was getting depressed. And I was sitting on my bed, because I was not getting up. <laughs> and, um, and something clicked in my spirit and said, what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, what am I doing? This is not me. I don't just sit here and want to watch TV and just stay in the bed all day. That just it has never been me. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I'm getting depressed. 
<laughs> and I'm like, no, that is not me. Get up. <laughs> you know, and that was in my mind telling me to get up. Get up. That is not you. And I had to make myself get out of the bed and, and, and just start doing anything, cleaning, whatever it was that I wanted to do. I had to get up and start doing something that was going to get me out of that depressed state. And, and it did. And I thank God that I was able to hear him tell me, this is not you. Get up. And sometimes we want to go, I don't want to get up. <laughs> and sometimes we're like, who is telling me not to get up? Who's telling me to get up? That's not me. I, you know, and, I, and you think about that. The devil will never tell you that. He'll let you stay in your pity party. He'll let you stay hurt. You know, he'll let you stay depressed. But only God and the Holy Spirit will tell you, get out of that funk. Get up. Get moving. And start believing that you can go ahead and move on to something different. Because I have something better for you. You might have lost that job, but I have something better for you. And when I lost that job and I started doing all that, and you know what? He gave me something else. He gave me something else, which is better, less work, <laughs> you know, than uh, what I was doing before. And it was like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And it gave me an opportunity to take care of my mom because she had come to live with us and she had dementia. So it gave me a chance to do that. And if I hadn't been out of that job, I wasn't going to be able to do that. So for a season... That's what it was. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, <laughs> that I can hear your voice and then I can recognize the devil when he's trying to do something to me. And it, he slides it in, you know, so easy because he knows all of our, our uh, shortcomings. He knows all of our strengths and he uses them to get us under his thumb. But my Bible tells me that he's under my feet. <laughs> he's under my feet. And we got more of that this weekend, putting him where he belongs, under our feet, and, and not intimidating us. Because when we know who we are, like I, Pastor Christine, I think she said, we are identity. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. You know what? And my Bible says, because that is my identity I have the same authority that Jesus had. He gave it to me. And I remember I taught uh, something before in here. I taught redefining your identity. So now after this weekend, we have redefined who we are. We're warriors. We're God's army. We're who he depends on to move the things around on this earth, to make this earth like his kingdom. That's our job. That's what we're called to do, and we can't do it if we don't pray, if we don't know how to pray, because then he can't talk to us. So prayer, first and foremost, uh, is what the church as a whole is called and ordained to do. We all are called, we all are ordained, we all are anointed to pray. And sometimes people go, I don't know how to pray. God will teach you how to pray. All you have to do is open your eyes and just start talking to him. Just start talking and, and read your Bible, of course, because you got to pray the word. You just don't want to be begging God for different things. You don't want to always be asking him for things. You want to first and foremost tell him how great he is. God, you are a mighty God. 
There is nothing that you cannot do. There is nothing too hard for you. It might be hard for me, but there, I know there's nothing too hard for you. And since it's too, not too hard for you, I'm going to come to you and get you to change the things that's going on in my life that I'm not able to do. Amen. Prayer has everything to do with the Holy Spirit and his high and holy purposes for our life. Not our own purposes, but his purpose. Because he goes to the Father. The Father tells him what to come back and tell us. And so we're doing the will of God all the time because he's going up. I think Pastor did the... Um, the uh, story one time about Jacob going up the ladder and coming back down. Well, he said the angels, Jacob saw that, uh, had that dream. He saw angels going up and he saw them coming down. Well, they were going up to get to, to tell God the question that we have and they're coming down with the answer for us. And I thought about that. I said, oh God, thank you so much. And those are ministering spirits, ministering angels and those are the same angels that Jesus talked to, that Jesus was relying on when he went through all his stuff. He was always in communication with the Father. And because of that, he could go through all the things that he went through for us. And he did it for us. So prayer is all about us. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is all about us. That's a gift God gives us so we can hear his voice and so we can hear the Holy Spirit reminding us of all the things that we've heard about God and also telling us the things that God told him to come back and tell us, to build us up. Amen? Webster says, this is prayer. This is what Webster's dictionary says. It's a partnership, a fellowship. It's sharing. It's to judge oneself. It's uh, to look deep within, a solemn request, expression of thanks, and an act of hope. That's what prayer is. Did you know prayer is mentioned 530 times in the Bible? Sometimes we go through our Bible and we never pay attention about what's being said. We never pay attention to how many times. If it's in there 530 times, it must be important. <laughs> it must be important. It's that prayer is a privilege. It's not something we have to do. It's a privilege that we get to pray to open up our minds, open up our hearts to God, and just let them know what's going on. God, I feel terrible today. You got to help me. Change how I'm thinking. I remember uh, everybody has problems. Scott and I, when we first got married, you know, we would be arguing, and I would, you know, I got mad at him one day, and I had to go to work, so I'm driving down the highway, and I'm just mad, and I'm just complaining, and I'm just, you know, God, that man that you have me with, I don't know what's wrong with him. <laughs> you need to fix him. <laughs> and, I, and I'm here, I'm doing all that stuff, and, you know, I don't know what to do, you know, and it's like all of a sudden I hear this voice speak to me, and I don't know how he got in there because I was totally not pausing. <laughs> and, and it was like, it takes two if you would just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> the arguing was stopping. I'm like, thank you so much, God, because I know I wouldn't tell myself that. And I know the devil wouldn't tell me that because he wants to keep things stirred up. So I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, but it worked. <laughs> you know, because both of us have, you know, strong personalities 
you know, and he's got to have, have his say, and well, I want to have my say. <laughs> but sometimes it's not up to us to have our say. <laughs> but it was like, thank you so much, God. <laughs> I got to keep my mouth shut. That's hard, so you got to help me. <laughs> Prayer is binding. It binds us to Almighty God. It binds us to the covenant that we have with him. It demands discipline and obedience because it's hard sometimes to pray. So when you get up, you are, your mind's already racing. You already know what you got to do for the day. You're getting dressed. You know, God, I don't have time to pray for 15 minutes. I don't have time to pray for an hour. God, right now, all I can give you is 10 minutes. I can give you five minutes. I can pray in the shower. <laughs> and sometimes he'll drop things on you in your shower. All you have to do is like, God, I'm going to pray with, you know, the time that I have, you know, and he will still be there. He'll still answer you and he'll still give you things that you need to think about for that day. He'll also, like Pastor Nancy said, he'll tell you not to go one way, go this way. He'll tell you your boss is going to come and ask you this, so don't respond right away. <laughs> you know, and we need to have those things when we are going out into the world. Somebody's going to come up and argue at you. Don't enter into the argument. <laughs> you know? So we need to have all that stuff ready for us for the day, even when we're rushing. You know, I, I pray as I'm getting my, doing my hair. I'm praying while I'm in the shower. I'm praying as I'm finding my clothes. You know, <laughs> and you know what? And he'll he'll even help you with that. <laughs> uh, prayer is gives us a foundation, a foundation that we know we can stand on. And something that we don't have to wonder, okay, if I pray, is God going to answer? Of course he's going to answer. It might not be the answer you want or the one you're expecting to hear, but he will answer your prayer. Uh, prayer activates, uh, activates a rapport with God. It opens us up to just talk to him. God, I'm mad at you right now. And I said that to him when I lost my job. I am so mad. <laughs> you know, because... You let me lose my job. Well, he didn't. He wasn't him, you know. <laughs> you know, but it's but it's okay to say that to God. Like when I was mad at Scott, I'm arguing with God, and he's like, he's he, he probably does la 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 <laughs> until I was done. Then he dropped that in there. If you would just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> but you know, it, that's that's what he has to do sometimes. Because sometimes we're talking. We're praying, and we're not listening to what he's saying, and we have to have that time while we're praying for something to stop and listen, and you know, and you might not hear anything right away. You know, I think Pastor Christine said that you might not get your healing right away. You might not hear what God is saying to you right away, but if you would just periodically every now and then stop, God, I need an answer. <laughs> God, I need my healing you know, I, I, I know I, I said I received it. I have my faith out there. I trust in you. I'm relying on what your word says. So, and he'll drop that right into your spirit. He'll answer your prayer. He'll get, give you your healing. And me, I'm just like, God, I need a healing. I got to go. <laughs> Devil, I see you. Get out of my way. <laughs> and you know, and that's how we have to talk to the enemy. We have to let him know you need to know who I am. Because, <laughs> you know, the Bible says, uh, or somebody said, I don't know if it's in the Bible, that the devil said, Paul I know, 
<laughs> Moses, I know. Silas, I know. I don't know you. But he needs to know who we are. He needs to know we're the children of the Most High God. There is nothing that we cannot do because we know we can go to the Father. There's nothing we cannot do because Jesus made, gave us a new covenant and we can tap into that covenant and get all of our prayers answered. And sometimes I go, God, why don't you just talk to us like you used to talk to them back then? You know, just, just, just come before me and just, you know, let me know. <laughs> but you know what? They had to do all those sacrifices and everything back then. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that back. I don't want to go and do all that stuff. I'll let the Holy Spirit and your voice is dropping into my spirit. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> Prayer is a weapon, and it's the most important weapon that we have, the most important weapon that we have in our arsenal. God gives us the armor. We put our armor on all the time. We should. Helmet of salvation, the belt of truth. We need to put all that on. God never told us he gave any armor in the back, though. All that armor that is listed is in the front. <laughs> wow, that's right. We're advancing. We're continuously moving forward. There is no retreat. And we need to know when we, we start with God, there is no retreat. There is no turning around or going back. The devil wants you to do that because then he can attack you. And, you know, and that's what they did to the Hebrew people. Um, they waited and attacked from the back. So there's no turning back when you give your life to God. There's no turning back when you accept Jesus. There's no turning back when you start praying because the enemy's going to go, wait a minute, somebody is praying. And do you know that's the only thing he fears? He doesn't fear anything else about us, but he fears us praying. So we need to remember that it's our weapon. It's worship to God when we pray. He's waiting. He's listening for our voice. He knows what we sound like. He knows who we are. He's probably, you know, having the angels and everybody rejoicing when we open up our mouth and say, good morning, Father God. Modeani, thank you for this day. I'm going forward today in you. Every step that I take, you are ordering it today. You know, and he, he loves that. Prayer is power. It builds us up. It builds up our spirit, our spirit man. Prayer is deliberate. So when we go into prayer with God, we have to make sure we're telling him exactly what we want. We have to let him know exactly what we're going through, exactly your word says this, God. Your word says that I'm righteous. So I'm righteous today. It's righteous Lydia coming in down the, down the road. <laughs> and there's nothing that's going to deter me. And your Bible says, like, you know, hey, look at all the, the lottery and everything. My Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. So I remind him all the time, God, I am righteous in your sight. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. So this is my time. So get on it, God, and let's make this thing happen. <laughs> you know, and sometimes it might not come that way, but who knows? How, you could get a raise. You could do all kinds of things, so, an inheritance or whatever. But we need to remind, we're the righteous of God. Amen. There is nothing that we cannot do. He set it up that way. Amen. God instructs us to pray. Matthew 26, 41 says, keep alert 
and pray. Keep alert. Otherwise, temptation will overpower you. For through the spirit, though the spirit is willing enough, the body is weak. And Christine went around. The devil's looking all the time who he can destroy, who he, he can put in upheaval, who he can trick. He's always there trying to do that. But that's why we need to keep alert. We need to be able to, when something comes our way, we say, devil, I see you. Let him know. You can't trick me. I see you. I know that's you. You know, even arguing, devil, I know this is you stirring me up. You know, like I was in the kitchen the other day, and every, my daughter and them are in the other room. Scott's in the other room, and I'm just mad because I cook. The dishes are still left in the sink after I'm done. I wake up the next morning, and they're there, and I'm like, why do I have to get up, come in here and clean the sink, clean the dishes, so that I can make everybody breakfast. Why, God? You know, <laughs> and then Scott comes by, and then, and then so I'm doing all that, and I'm saying it loud so they can hear it. <laughs> and, and then God's just like, it's okay. It's okay that you get to do that. They appreciate that you're making them breakfast, you know. And you know what? And sometimes they do the dishes. I say, you're right. You're right. Sometimes they do. Not often enough. But sometimes they do. And then Scott comes and he said, honey, are you talking to me? <laughs> I said, really, I'm arguing with God. <laughs> I said, but if you heard it. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'll help you out, honey. So he starts helping me and everything. But it's just so funny because God knows what we're going through. He knows, and it's okay if we argue with him because he always has the last say. <laughs> And he always brings us back to where we should be. Okay, God, I hear you. Sometimes they do help me. You're right. Why am I getting upset? <laughs> so I had to talk myself down <laughs> from getting really stirred up and just really blasting everybody when I see him. <laughs> or just say, okay, I'm not cooking. You guys are on your own. Because <laughs> actually, they're blessed because I cook. I cook every single day. I make breakfast for them in the morning. You know, and I make dinner. And it's like, okay, you know, and I like to do it. But then sometimes it's like I come in there and the dishes everywhere, and it's like, ah! Because one thing I can't do is cook in a dirty kitchen. <laughs> but, you know, he says, it's okay, it's okay. So lately they've been, you know, cleaning the kitchen, so when I get up, I don't have to do that. And, but then I can find something with that. You know, but I have to remember, okay, they're doing it. Thank God they're helping me out. You know, but we need to remember, I only didn't even get past my first page of notes. <laughs> but you know what? We need to stay alert. We need to stay alert and be looking for things that God's doing. I, this song by um, Matt, uh, Maverick City, I think that's in their name, uh, A Million Miracles. God is dropping miracles in our lives every single day and and some of those miracles we overlook some of them we don't realize they're miracles until something else comes up and go oh god thank you for saving me from that or you know or thank you god for doing whatever you're doing oh you got a raise you didn't know it you know or thank you god that i didn't step out in the street this guy came flying by you know god's always protecting us He's always doing a million miracles in our lives, and we just need to say, thank you, God, for protecting me. 
Thank you, God, for looking out for me. Thank you, God, that I have a relationship with you. I can pray. I can rejoice. I can argue. If I don't have anybody else to argue with, I can argue with you, and you will give me my answer, and you will calm me down. Amen. So it's time to go. I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you for coming. I'll see you hopefully next week so I can actually finish this. <laughs> Amen. Father, we thank you right now for your word. We thank you that we get to talk to you, that we get to pray. And, Father, more than anything, keep us alert. Keep our eyes open. Keep us our hearts open so that we can receive from you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Amen. Enjoy the service.